Welcome to Light Trees and News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I am joined today by the wonderful Meredith Clark. Hi there. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's been... Uh been having a lot of silly thoughts these last couple of days. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. So silly thoughts are good. Yeah, they are. Also, I've had um, Black Balloon by the Goo Goo Dolls stuck into my head <laughs> for about a week. Is that the soundtrack to the silly thoughts? <laughs> uh, I mean, it is now. <laughs> um, and I will say, actually, the uh, Goo Goo Dolls are going on a 20th anniversary of Dizzy what? Up the Girl tour. Yeah, I've never heard of anything sadder. Oh my God, Jesus! Maybe I should have saved that for good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what's going on? What's new? Um, let's see. Oh, I feel like I even had stuff that was on my mind. Um, yeah, I took notes as well, guys. We're currently in the pop culture section of the show. Oh, I I will say, can we just start yes. right with the best thing of pop culture, which is. Uh, Last night's one and a half minute um, warning to the American public about sex crazed pandas. Okay. So <laughs> in case you don't know what we're talking about, Meredith sent me this clip that I have the audio for, for her. I burnt it because I wanted you guys to hear this. Should I set it up? Okay, I'll set it up a little bit. Tucker Carlson on his show decided that he needed to, in, in, in sort of the same way on Light Trees and News, I end with some good news. Yeah, yeah. He sort of had a segment where he's like, here's something to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. And then he dropped some knowledge on the American people. And maybe I should just let Tucker tell you himself. I think so. Here he is. Are pandas, in fact, sex-crazed killing machines? A new study says they are, despite appearances. And of course, we'll have details on that. Stay tuned. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You know the official story about pandas. They're cute but adorably helpless, which is why they're almost extinct. But like a lot of what we hear, that's a lie. According to today's Wall Street Journal, quote, the real panda is a secret stud with a taste for flesh and a fearsome bite. Pandas, it turns out, could easily kill you if they felt like it. Thank God they don't. They're not against sex either. They just hate unsexy zoos. But when they're in the wild, male pandas engage in a fierce sexual contest. The winner has sex 40 times in a single afternoon. It's a good thing pandas are so distracted by their personal lives or humans would be the endangered species. Something else to be grateful for. That's it for us tonight. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel is in for Sean. Just really? Really? <laughs> That's a great line. All right. Talk for a great show. Thank you. I think maybe my favorite part of it is that weird inside joke at the end. <laughs> where he's like, coming up next, Jimmy Kimmel's filling in for Sean. Oh, God. I know. As if that's because we're still having that going. That on. weird feud that I don't even really know what it's about. They were saying mean things about each other. Okay. And now they're not saying mean things about each other anymore. I was just anymore. like, what is this weird little incestuous joke? But yeah, uh, guys... Pandas are fuck machines. They are. They are dangerous fuck machines. Yeah. Dangerous fuck machines. And, you know, I thought it was interesting where I was like, yeah, well, in zoos, they don't have that primal drive anymore. So all I had ever heard of pandas was that it's very hard to get them to mate. Yeah, they are not horny when they're in captivity. That's so interesting, but also I get it. If yeah. somebody puts you in a cage, you're like, I don't want to fuck. I know. I just, I wonder if there are any more like kinky bear species. Mm. Like the pandas are real vanilla and they just want it to be kind of natural. Or and they then... need to find the one kinky panda who's like, yeah, put me in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just his thing where he's like, ooh, yeah, I'm locked up now. <laughs> Let me show off for you. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Like a BDSM panda. Just like, put me in shackles. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, my favorite part was easily the graphic that just says pandas exposed. Oh, right. So you guys missed out on the visual element of it. But yeah, the graphics department must have yeah. just been like, fucking finally. Well, just Great. So it, it looked like they took something that had been used in a Colbert Rapport right <laughs> yeah. down uh segment and turned it into a you know a new graphic i was i was really pleased yeah it's almost like they can't tell if they're a parody anymore yeah <laughs> they're like are we still are we making fun of ourselves now is that what we're doing i mean i i have this question sometimes because tucker carlson is pathetic yes but also he does know that he sucks so there's that self-awareness that is a little bit hard to navigate sometimes because i'm like okay yeah. you're trying to have fun and yet you still look 
so sad. Yeah, he used to, um, when I worked in Borders, at Borders, in the Time Warner Center, a bunch of people from CNN would mm-hmm. constantly be hanging around. So, like, Anderson Cooper was always hanging around. Um, that sounds like they were loitering, but I mean, like, on their <laughs> break. Like, he's a very busy man. Um, but Tucker Carlson was one of those guys who was, like, always around. And he seemed, at the same time, way more chill and also even more of a dick at the same time. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I really appreciated that as a, uh, as a thing. Right. Um, what else is going on? I'm trying to think if there's another good one. Well, yeah. I, um, let's see. What am I listening to right now? I am listening to another true crime podcast. Everybody, you'll be shocked to hear that. Um, this one is called once upon a crime. And, I here's the here's the thing I the problem I ran into a true crime podcast. I really enjoy hearing people just shoot the shit about murders. Yeah. And but I feel like once you listen to my favorite murder, Mm -hmm. every other podcast that tries to do that is like a shittier version. Yeah. And I shouldn't say like Karen and Georgia do research. Mm -hmm. So like they have their shit like written in front of them. So they're not like just completely off the cuff, but there are a few podcasts floating around that are like a weaker version of that. And I'm like, I don't want to hear the same murders rehashed by like less funny people. I know it's the banter thing is really tricky. Yeah, it is really hard. And then when you find two very funny people who have natural chemistry, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, well, this is great. I just want to listen to this all the time. But Once Upon a Crime is great. It's hosted by a woman. I'm sorry. I don't know her name. I'm a bad person. Um but she uh, basically just tells you a little s- short story about someone who has vanished or like they do different themes. So like in the beginning of the show, it's children who vanished and were returned years and years and years later to their mm-hmm. families. So like J.C. Duggard, Elizabeth Smart, uh, the Cleveland kidnappings. Oh, yeah. And they're they're like a half an hour to an hour long episodes. Really well written. Like I gasped a couple times. Yeah. Then there's a Stockholm syndrome theme. And then uh, I'm listening right now to Child Killers. That's a, a theme as well. But they're really well researched, really well written. And I just appreciate not listening, like listening to someone who's not trying to have witty banter and it's just like here's the thing i wrote you know uh that for the same reason i really like lore yeah you know it's just like a nice uh tonal shift yeah it's like straightforward very straightforward really like i said well written and then like yeah if you want funny banter just listen to karen and georgia like it's not gonna get better guys i'm sorry uh yeah so that's that's my new podcast recommendation what are you watching or listening to or reading right now um well right now i am uh really into a podcast that was recently started by a good friend of mine who is a sex writer and um witch uh she and two other women which is astrologers uh started a a podcast called the serpent cast which is sex toys uh witchy stuff uh, astrology oh, yeah it's yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a writer sophie st thomas and uh two other people annabelle gatt and oh i think the third woman's name is casey i think but i can't remember her last name but they're wonderful and i think it's delightful to hear them talk in great detail about uh about sex stuff and then also uh get into astrology things in a way that doesn't feel like the fuzzy Mm. gauzy way that it shows up on like the refinery 29 horoscopes (laughs) um it's a little bit take that refinery 29 i can criticize because i love (laughs) um and also i in my own crime tv shows watching yes became obsessed with uh Ripper Street? Oh my god, you are watching so much British TV. Oh, I am so deep in a British TV hole. I You've it's texted terrible. me multiple times like I'm watching British Men again. <laughs> it's like, it is I it's get it. I get me. it. I I can't stop. It's so like, Ripper Street is this Jack the Ripper? Yes, it happens. Okay. It's it takes place 6 months after the Jack the Ripper killings mm-hmm. and one of the and the detectives were not able to identify who was doing the murders. And so they're Man. still policing Whitechapel and, you know, 
going up against the scum of humanity. And sure. of course, you've got your tormented British guy who's like oh, great. lost his daughter in an accident. Oh, and I was hoping a, we'd have yeah, that guy. Yeah. There's like a, a steely brothel owner great. who's tough but fair with Brass her girls. Yeah. yeah, great. Um, and then there's the tormented uh, but brilliant American surgeon oh, yes, and decorated is. war captain. Mm-hmm. And it upsets me that i find this man so attractive it is i I don't i have not seen him and i can tell i'm sexually attracted to him oh it is it is tough because he's got the scruff and the mustache and he wears the hat and he's always like swaggering around and his oh Uh, and he just sounds so like gratingly american next to all of these real in your face with it yeah oh yeah it's like he's doing a john wayne drag act Um, but it is so sexy. Uh, man, Jack the Ripper, that guy got a lot of press for not having killed that many people. I know. And also probably didn't kill all of those people. There were probably a lot of copycats, guys, not to break your little Jack the Ripper fanboy and fangirl hearts, but he might have just killed like one or two. I know. And then you just got a lot of really dedicated followers. Yeah. He had a fan club. Yeah. People were like, that's cool. I want to do that. I mean, you know that if Jack the Ripper was alive today and got caught, that he would have all kinds of women lining up to try and marry him. Without question i think my favorite one of the things that makes jack the ripper really interesting to me is the unifying theory that he was hh holmes yes which isn't true but i just love that idea so much i know man that guy was so busy if it was true like jesus (laughs) (laughs) like how productive and i mean in a horrible way but like man i mean people really the the people who are most efficient really are the monsters. They really are. He had an itch he couldn't scratch. Yeah, yeah. That's how I'll phrase it. Mm. So while we're still in the pop culture section, I wanted to talk about this terrible episode of The Simpsons <sighs> that basically just almost single-handedly destroyed the entire show's legacy, um, where, in case you don't know, The Simpsons came under a uh, a lot of criticism uh starting with uh Hari uh Kondabolu. uh he made a documentary where he criticized the character of Apu for being a racist stereotype because he is and we have to remember the Simpsons is a very old show yeah and Apu was created at a time when not pre-racism it was still racist but White people dominated the writers' room, dominated the 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 studios, and it, I mean it was thirty years ago. It so it's you can say, ago. all right, that that uh, that's a while, right, right. And the Simpsons decided to make this episode where, and what really really hurt me about it was that they gave the line to Lisa, yeah, where it was like Lisa of everybody on the Simpsons would be the one to support Hari and support you know putting to bed this really racist stereotype because that's who that character is so the scene is um I think Marge is reading her a bedtime story and uh the book is called the princess in the garden and she's attempting to make it inoffensive for 2018 at one point Lisa turns to directly address the tv audience and says Something that started decades ago and was applauded and inoffensive is now politically incorrect. What can you do? The shot then pans to a framed picture of Apu at the bedside with the line, don't have a cow inscribed on it. So, first of all, the something that was applauded and inoffensive, it was always offensive. Yeah. That's what's so frustrating about that. And then also the don't have a cow on the photo of an Indian person is also in really bad taste. Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously like, uh, Hari correctly, um, sus that this was a, in response to his documentary. Uh, and his documentary is called the problem with Apu. You should watch it. Um, and he was just tweeting about like how fucking disappointing it was yeah. to have the Simpsons do this. First of all, it was so far at like his documentary came out a while ago. Yeah. So it seemed like, well, they've just, just been were, they've been ignoring right. the the criticisms for a long time. I guess like they must have decided at some point that they were going to tackle it. Yeah, and then I go. think the only person who said something like I know Matt Groening. Matt Groening, by the way, wrote that episode. The creator of The Simpsons. Um, 
And I know like Hank Azaria had mm-hmm. said stuff and all he said was like, I think it's like an interesting conversation we need to have, which yeah. is a non-answer. <laughs> you know, like I'm glad people are talking about it. It's like, cool, cool, cool. What? Yeah. <laughs> just stop doing it. How much money have you made from this? I know. Yeah. Um, just, and, and also let's remember that Hank Azaria also played an absolutely absurd mincing Cuban houseboy stereotype yes. in the birdcage. So he is not he a stranger to taking on cultural uh, identities and like exaggerating them in a way that is not great. Yeah. And has aged really badly. And now it's 2018. Cause you know, like as someone who grew up on the Simpsons, weirdly Apu was one of my first um, experiences, like seeing an Indian character portrayed Mm -hmm. on television. And I do think there are moments where the writers were really compassionate towards Apu. Like there's, um, an immigration episode episode where like the town gets uh, really whipped up into an anti-immigration mm-hmm. fury. And then like Homer, because he's an idiot, doesn't realize who's an immigrant. <laughs> and then when he realizes like, Oh, I know you and you're my friend and I like you, obviously he, he wants the immigrants to be able to stay. And like, there were really like moments of like deep compassion for Apu. However, that doesn't mean that Apu's not a racist stereotype. Yeah. At its core, that's the issue. And whether you have these like nostalgic memories of a show or not, it doesn't matter. It does your your feelings don't matter right now. Yeah. <laughs> this is a racist character. And it was so offensive to have Lisa, the like moral compass of the show, defend racism. It's like, yeah. what the fuck is this show right now? And it's so obvious. I mean, the one of the writers was approvingly retweeting uh, you know, or retweeting approving messages like during the show and then after the show so all the things where it's like yeah you show those politically correct monsters who's boss blah 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 and I there's something so it's the you know it's the South Park problem like if you have at any point been capable of uh biting satire Mm -hmm. and like good social commentary in your comedy show then it's like why do you think that you're immune from criticism at right. any point in the future? Like you're allowed to criticize everyone, but no one's allowed to criticize. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know, and I mean, I know that they said, oh, well, we're, we're uh, specifically trying not to hire writers from Harvard anymore because we want more diversity in the writer's room. <laughs> Great. Uh, so and- we'll hire from Yale. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, so they've gotten the Harvard contingent down to 50% oh, great, of the writer's great, room. Great, great, great. Um, so diverse. Yeah. And I just can't... This isn't hard, people. This is not censorship or trying to get you to like disavow everything that you've done in the past. It's just asking you for a tiny bit of basic consideration of humanity that is not that difficult. How many great characters are on the Simpsons? Like, where is this like hardcore Apu fan base? Who's like, we will never watch this show again. First of all, Ari had a tweet where he's like, congratulations on uh, to the Simpsons for um, once again, for a brief moment being culturally relevant again, (laughs) (laughs) which I was like, yeah, dude, like who, I mean, I know that, they're an institution now, but the glory days of the Simpsons are, are well behind them. Past, yeah. um, and there are like hundreds of characters on that show. No one would like miss Apu. Mm-mm. If you're still a hardcore viewer of the Simpsons, you wouldn't stop watching the Simpsons if they got rid of Apu. Why is this character? It's just because there's like a handful of stubborn white boys who are like, I don't want to change. Mm-hmm. Well, there's nothing more obstinate than a stubborn white boy who's been told that his uh his toys need to go into the closet exactly and he might have to clean them up himself and i mean guys if you think hank azaria is hard up for money like what he'll be fine he'll be fine i mean the people who like the the people on The Simpsons, like the voice actors on The Simpsons, are richer than God. Like they make millions of dollars an episode. Yeah, and this is these are people who've been doing it for how like thirty years. Yeah, these people are probably individuals we should be going after with the fervor that we go after, like Mark, like you know Mark Zuckerberg or Jeff Bezos, because they're that right. rich. And <laughs> you know, I think it's like why why don't we criticize Hank Azaria for being a clueless rich white guy? Like, what does he do with his time? Yeah. What do they all do with their time? Oh, well, speak, let's let's uh, bring together the two things we were talking about. Apparently, Yardley Smith, mm. who is Lisa Simpson's voice, hosts a true crime podcast. Oh. And apparently, I've heard from people, it's like, 
pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm spacing on the name of it right now, but that's another one I wanted to check out. Yeah. And I was like, can you imagine having, first of all, uh, apparently Yardley on one of the episodes was like, Lisa would totally be a murderino. And I was like, she would. She absolutely would. But I want Lisa Simpson to talk to me about true crime. That's awesome. Yeah. It's my two favorite things combined. Um, can I hop in with one more amazing pop culture thing absolutely. that I literally just saw on my phone? Apparently, um, comedian and noted monster <laughs> TJ Miller has been arrested for calling in a fake bomb threat. Holy fuck. Okay, I saw people going, <laughs> TJ, what that? Okay, can I share my TJ Miller story Yes, now? you can. Okay, so this is so on brand. So he's always kind of been a weird guy. I would like run into him at comedy festivals and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he was always like, he was always with his then girlfriend at the time. She yeah. eventually became his wife. And they were like nice, mm-hmm. just like a little weird. So then I guess he gets Silicon Valley and becomes like a monster. Yeah. And he recently, I don't know if he moved back to New York City, but he started to show up at UCB more to do whiplash. Mm-hmm. And he would do shit like say, I need 10 drink tickets. And we would be like, okay, why? And he would be like, it's for a bit. And I was like, is the bit you drinking 10 beers on stage? <laughs> And that was the bit. Like, he would come out and be really combative with the audience. Um, after shows, we would see him sitting on a, the curb outside mm-hmm. the club drinking from a paper sack. Um, we almost, the interns almost got fired one time because he was smoking weed in the green room yeah. with his wife. And he handed a joint to one of the interns and she took a hit from it as our manager walked into the oh, room. No. I was like, if we get fucking fired because of TJ Miller, uh, we didn't. But yeah, he, I very much got the impression when he was coming to Whiplash. And then he uh, he said a bunch of dumb stuff and then he stopped showing up to Whiplash because <laughs> <laughs> that audience would not have been receptive to him. Yeah. Um, so this doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. So apparently he was arrested. Was there any why to uh, why he did uh, this? The information I have, this is, I'm looking at an Esquire story about the complaint. Uh, the U.S. attorney for the District of Connecticut said that he's, quote, been charged by a federal criminal complaint with intentionally conveying to law enforcement false information about an explosive device on a train traveling to Connecticut. Um, so he, I guess he called a 911 dispatcher in New Jersey and reported he was on an Amtrak train. Then he saw a female passenger with a bomb in her bag. Uh, so... Um, oh, yes. The officer detected slurring in Miller's voice and asked if he had consumed alcohol that day. Miller replied that he had consumed one glass of red wine. TJ... <laughs> I'm going to interject right here. TJ, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have a glass of red wine. Did you mean so, a bottle? Mm, yeah. According to the complaint, Miller was allegedly, quote, motivated by a grudge against the subject female calling 911 to relay false information oh. about a suspected bomb on the pl- on a train. Did we have a grudge with a female? Mm. Is that what happened, TJ? Yeah, so... Were we drunk and misogynistic? Is that what happened? It's just... <laughs> I've... I continue to believe that uh, fake bomb threats are the most wonderful type of uh, criminal act self-own. Like, right, right. Like, I'll show them and then they're in jail. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you will always get caught because it is so easy to find out who you are. Of course. It is always, you know, it is easy to disprove. Right. And once that happens, everybody is fucking pissed at you i'm so glad you told me what was going on because i just saw a bunch of ucb people who were like tj and i thought he just said something stupid no again. Oh no he did something stupid so you know that's just just a bit of great today and men behaving really badly i'm shocked that anyone from the cast of silicon valley would do something stupid <laughs> <laughs> shocked i tell you guys i have a very um I'll just say strange segment that I wanted to introduce to everyone. I recently had to leave the apartment for a little bit. You'll hear why in a second, second, but uh, Rachel and Chloe stuck around and just tried to manage the, um, the uh, insanity that occurred. Mm. Uh, And I wanted to share with you all what happened. So uh, please enjoy. Rachel and Chloe are with me. Hey. 
Um, And this is kind of a little weird because we're recording the show, but I have to go pick up an ice cube tray. Oh, yeah. I don't have ice. I'm really thirsty. Really inconvenient. So I'm just going to pop out real quick. And... I, I don't have like time to stop recording. So I, oh, Rachel, okay. we were just we'll going to, we'll vamp. They've yeah. got it. Uh, I'll be back in two shakes of lamb's tail. Bye. Love you. Love you. Love you. Bye. 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 Um, Chloe. Yeah. Is it weird being in Allison's apartment alone? Yeah, there's a lot. Like I feel like I don't kids. I feel like kids who were left at home for the yeah yeah yeah. The weekend. And we're just like, do we throw a party? Do yeah. we like what do we do? We should throw a party. I don't know if that'll oh be okay. God. Okay. Oh, shit. Wait, there's a woman. <laughs> there's a woman. There's a woman. Okay, there's a woman. Everybody there's a sit down. Okay, no, I, we're sitting down. Um, oh my god, guys, I'm so uh, sorry. Yeah, this is I don't know what's bananas. happening. A woman just climbed through looks, Allison's window. She looks frazzled. We're She's not out on of the breath. First floor. Everybody, hi, I'm Darlene McBride. Um, hi, I hi. am a high school driving instructor. Hi. Everybody sit down. Okay, we're, we're, we're sitting, sitting down. I keep sitting. I'm here to give you some advice about... Driving safety. Um, okay. Yeah, sure. it's a little weird because we're not in a car right now. That's all no. right. We're going to power no, through it. It's also weird because we you? don't know you, but are you okay? I'm Darlene McBride. I am a high school driving instructor. Okay. Well, Darlene, I guess while you're here, you know, I haven't driven in like two years since I moved from Arizona. So, like, maybe you could. Oh, my God. Yeah, give me some. I'm so glad I'm here. It is a death trap out there. Let me share my personal tale of survival with you. I was nearly killed four months ago in a tragic car accident. Oh, my God. I was T-boned. He came out of nowhere. The responding officer called it a, and I'm doing air quotes, a minor fender bender. But I was spooked. He came out of nowhere. That's why I'm wearing this neck brace right now. It's bedazzled. It's bedazzled. It says Darlene McBride in cursive on the side. It's a little fun. But I'm glad I'm here for you because you don't realize how dangerous it is it is out there. I'm so sorry to hear about Were you your fender bender. Were you driving? I was driving at the time. I was coasting through a Kroger's parking lot. I had a giant burrito in one hand and I was texting my sister with the other. I had just written ha 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 when I lightly drifted into what do they call them? The shopping cart depot? Darlene, I'm yeah. I'm really sorry. And then I was T-boned. Oh no. I'm really sorry. I I don't think you should have been texting while yeah, you were driving. At least one hand on the wheel. My sister's name is Judith. And if I don't respond, she gets very emotional. So I just quickly, I looked away from the road. It must have been 10 seconds. It went by like. Oh, she's waiting for the 10 seconds. That. That's all. I looked away that quickly. And Uh, my life changed forever. So I am here today to tell you road safety is very important. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you learned your lesson. Um, oh, oh my God! Are you okay? Are you, yeah, where did you come from? Are you okay? I'm having a flashback. Oh no, 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 no. she's it's really a warm sweating. Sunday morning in May, I'm lightly steering the wheel with my kneecaps and checking the backlog of text messages from Judith. She's oh. telling me all about the voice. Okay, and she said um, that blonde didn't know how to sing. And I said, ha, 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 ha. Oh, no. Boom. Boom. Oh, I, I, I'm so sorry. Uh, do you think you should be driving? It's my job. I don't know what else I would do. But did you know it's technically safer to fly around in a giant metal tube in the sky? Yeah, it is. Than it is to drive in a car? I think so. Isn't that wild? Statistically. It's wild. It's cra- yeah, it's crazy. I think, like, drive safe, though. I think that, like, you know, hands on the wheel. Oh, right. Hands at 10 and 2. Keep your eyes on the road. And if your sister Judith texts you, don't answer. Dar- Darlene, I don't yeah. mean to antagonize you, but... um. Y- I'm not feeling safer about driving now. You shouldn't, sweetheart. You shouldn't. You're basically driving around in your coffin. My coffin? Yeah, that's how you should think of it. We're in 
death traps all the time. Anytime you're in a car on the road, you are half dead already. Okay, so your driving tip is to not drive. Don't drive. I. I yes, Chloe. I. We have to drive. You don't have to walk. You live in New York City. I think walk you're s- your done, feet. Chloe. Darlene, are I'm you crying? A lot. I'm crying. Yeah, and I'm she's sweating sw- a lot. It's mixed together. Yeah. I'm. The neck brace is chafing. It's it's very difficult to turn. Yeah. I have to turn with my whole How body. How did you climb up here? Oh, yeah. it was an ordeal. I was screaming the whole time. I can't believe your neighbor's yeah. sitting here. Does, I can think I ask they you t- a question? Yeah. Um, you said the EMT said it was a fender bender? The responding officer yeah, said okay. it was a minor fender bender. Who, who made you get the neck brace? I picked it up on my own. Okay. It makes me feel safer. Okay. I also, now whenever I am in a vehicle, I give 15 feet between... The car in front of me, the car behind me, cars on either side, and I have to have people with me at all time, times, because I like eyes on all sides. We got we to gotta have a 360 view the entire time. Otherwise, they don't feel safe. Who volunteers to do that? The students at the high school, they don't volunteer. I mean, they you have to them? do it. So anytime you drive somewhere, you take students with I you? at all times have at least five students with me. And I use them as human shields all around me. I feel like that's not allowed. Well, I've been doing it. No one stopped me. Okay. You have a valid point. Have you ever thought about doing like maybe like a desk job, like DMV? Then you could still work with driving. That's like your passion. You know, I would do it. Uh Uh-huh. But I'm so talented as a high school driving instructor. You were texting and driving. I was, yes. But it it was a... Medically necessary text. Medically necessary? Yes, if I don't answer my Medically sister necessary. Judith, her blood pressure goes up. So I didn't want that to happen. I said I'm going to... It was so quick. It was, it, was, it was like this. Oh, God. Bam! Okay, oh. there it is. It was like that. I, I couldn't have prevented that. I had a burrito from Taco Insano. Taco Insano? Yes. I didn't know they had one out here. Yes. What kind of burrito was it? It was just a basic steak burrito. Bits of it were falling everywhere. It was delicious. That's like, that's a, I don't want to like harp on you eating the burrito, but that's a hard meal to eat while driving. It was just a quick little snack. Snack. While I was cruising through the Kroger's parking lot. Just like a couple bites. Listen, who's the instructor no, here? You. That's why I don't, don't want these questions. Okay. Again, you broke into this home. There's glass everywhere. Yes, I mean, there's a buzzer. You could have buzzed a, in. There's a piece of glass sticking out of your neck brace. Oh, let me just get. Uh, eh, there we go. Oh. Listen, I have to go. But my what? advice what? to you, okay, I'm just, it's fine. I have to go teach the youth. Okay, please take the door, darling. Darling, you have a leg out, out. This window. I'm no, darling, you can use the elevator. No. Those are death traps. Oh. I think climbing out the window. No, Darlene. No. Bye. Bye. Don't drive. Bye. No. Bye. no. Oh, oh, my God. God. No, no, she no, no, fell. No. She. Oh, my God. Oh, no. She's up. She's up. Okay. She's fine. She's fine. Her neck brace her saved neck her. Her neck brace saved her. Oh, my God. She's oh. running through traffic. Guys, I'm back. Allison, I'm so Allison, sorry. There's. What the fuck We happened? did not have a party. We didn't have a party. Did you? Did we you wanted to have a party. No, we, we wanted didn't. To. We wanted to. We talked no, about it. We couldn't it. have a party without ice. You know, my dream is to have Aaron's That's the party. Only reason I believe that you didn't have a party because there was no yeah. ice. Yeah. All right. Well, I got an ice cube tray, so okay. now we can have ice in our Perfect. beverages. What okay. the fuck happened? There was. Oh my god! I you you're not even like believe this. I was just gonna say, if we tell you, you won't believe it. There was a woman with a bedazzled neck brace named Darlene who came in through the window and tried to give us driving tips, but her only tip was don't drive. Listen, if you guys had a party, just tell me. No, we promise. We promise. We wanted to so bad. You know my dream is to have Aaron Carter's Aaron's party and just play that song on replay for the entire night. That's true. I do know that about you. Yeah. But you would be there. Well, I thought Rachel was going to join in, but here we are. I'm so sorry. That's all right. Somebody get a broom. Okay. Okay. So, guys... I'm sorry we have to leave that wonderful segment and wade into your bad news. (sighs) 
So I have a couple stories that I wanted to get to in the bad news segment. The first one, I know people who have been following this story will be shocked to hear this update, but it turns out the Keystone Pipeline leak in South Dakota is actually about double the previous estimates. I'm shocked. Aren't you? Because that never happens. It always happens, guys. Whenever they're like, hey, this pipeline's leaking, it's probably this bad. Just automatically double it in your head Mm -hmm. because that's inevitably what they're hiding from you. If there's a pipeline leak literally anywhere, you should always assume it's about as bad as it can possibly be. Uh, Yes. Because that is why oil companies spend so much money on Mm -hmm. crisis PR firms. Yes, yes, yes. So Robin... Uh, Tisver, a spokeswoman for Calgary-based Trans-Canada Corps, which owns the pipeline, told the Aberdeen American News some 9,700 barrels of oil leaked in the November 16th spill, uh, according to the South Dakota paper. The original estimate was 5,000 barrels. Which is also bad. Uh, Did did anyone, did they even, like, look at what was happening? Sometimes I'm just astounded by how they they probably they make up a number and then find like yeah, go like, back how eventually do you come say, up like, with that estimate yeah. yeah 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 uh i'm sure there uh, they have so many leaks i'm sure there is a formula they use yeah. because they should be pros about estimating right. it at this point because there are so many leaks but how many times do we have to revisit this pattern of indigenous activists saying this pipeline is going to be bad for an, our environment it yep. will leak then inevitably and pretty quickly after that prediction, it does leak. Then the pipeline company comes in and says, oh, the leak's not that bad. Then a few months go by and it's like, actually, it's twice as bad as we told everybody it was. That is the pattern every single time. Every single time. Like, when will we learn? I mean, <laughs> we clearly have decided not to learn. Right. I mean, when I say we, it's like some people, know, like the activists who were yeah. protesting the Keystone XL pipeline, they knew. Yeah. Why didn't everybody else listen to them? <laughs> The Keystone's already got its money, so fuck everybody else. Exactly, yeah. And then, oh, and by the way, if you have any uh, bad news stories that you think everybody should be paying attention to this week, give me a shout. Um, The other one I wanted to get to is the uh, Arizona Supreme Court just royally fucked over thousands of DACA students. Um, they, the deferred action for childhood arrivals recipients are no longer eligible for in-state tuition in Arizona per a new ruling by the Arizona Supreme Court. Currently, more than 2,000 DACA students attend Arizona State and community colleges and pay in-state tuition. The new court ruling holds that these undocumented students must be treated as though they were out-of-state residents, forcing them to pay much more for their education. Beautiful. I don't even have, I I don't even know if I have anything I can say about this because it's just so obviously like disgusting and cruel. And And it's a way to like punish people that maybe like a lot of individuals wouldn't be aware of. Like if they hear, oh, you're not being deported. Right. They're like, oh, so you're fine. But it's like, no, 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 no. Like DACA recipients can be punished in a whole host of ways. Oh, yeah. There's, it's just that. As long as these things are going through the courts and there's fights over exactly, you know, how this program might look or disappear, the states are really taking up the mantle of either trying to do work protecting undocumented young people or aggressively going after them. I mean, it's like the Arizona court just decided to take up Joe Arpaio's racist mantle right? uh, because he's busy with his Senate campaign. Right. Um, so the the price difference, if anyone's curious, if you're an in-state student at Arizona State University, you pay roughly $10,640 this year, while non-resident students pay $26,470. Um, yeah. So, I mean, even if you're an in-state student, obviously it's very expensive, but that's more than doubling it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and also it's like good to keep in mind that a lot of the students who are probably going to these schools, like it's not as if they're all going to Arizona, like the the top big school. They're mm-hmm. probably going to some of the smaller satellites. Like right, right, these, right, right. they're doing whatever they need to do to get the education. And though like the difference between out of state and in state ends up feeling, I think, bigger in some of those smaller schools. For sure. Like for sure. just thinking about state school systems, it's like. 
Yeah, it's completely insane. Um, was there any other bad news that you wanted to get to? Um, you know, just want to continue highlighting the, um, you know, the shutdown of Backpage and how, yes. uh, like, dangerous that is proving already for sex workers. I wrote, um, it, as soon yeah. as I saw that story break, I wrote Melissa and I was like, do you want to come on the show? And she was like, I w- I'm so busy right now. I'm yeah. like, I can't even imagine. So And yeah. uh, so over the weekend, Melissa actually worked on a story, interviewed seven uh, sex workers of different in different locations and of different backgrounds about how the shutdown's already affecting them. And that went up on the cut a little bit earlier today, which you can see. Cool. Um, and it's a really great look at how, like, people are already suffering yes. because of this mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, suddenly in real danger. They have, you know, if they don't have savings or there's a chance that they might, uh, you know, not be able to pay their rent or yeah. anything. And I think you, it's a, a much more powerful illustration of this, the consequences of this being right. making sex workers less safe, uh, which is what it was designed to do because the people behind this bill actually want to punish people who are doing sex work, not actually right. save women. Exactly. It's just uh, morality policing. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So guys, before you leave to uh, scamper out for the rest of your day, that's what you're doing, right? Scampering. Uh, I'm going to leave you now with your good news. Need some good news. Here it is. <laughs> So once again, this is an ongoing theme with my good news segment. Something bad has happened to one of my enemies <laughs> and I'm celebrating it. And please join me. So you, I'm sure you've heard about this by now, but um, Trump is very angry over the fact that his lawyer, Michael Cohen's home has been raided. <laughs> uh, he lost it on Twitter Um he just tweeted in all caps locks, a total witch hunt. Attorney client privilege is dead, exclamation point. Um, Can I just say that, that Michael Cohen, <laughs> to me, looks like he's doing Barry Zuckercorn cosplay? I swear to God, you're like the third person. Who's, <laughs> and especially because my show is called Light Trees and News. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's like a Arrested Development parallel to anything, people send it to me. And someone did like, a, oh, Nate Bear, the guy who... Uh, is doing the art for the merch we'll have on have, uh, have up on the website soon um sent me a side by side of michael cohen and barry and they actually kind of look the they same do. <laughs> it's amazing so uh, the new york times reported that investigators are examining records related to a payment cohen cohen made to adult film star stormy daniels um and yeah Obviously, we knew this was going to be an issue because Michael Cohen fell on the grenade for Trump because the whole deal was that if Trump had directly paid Stormy Daniels, it would be a much, much bigger deal than if his lawyer, quote unquote, independently without Trump's knowledge, Mm -hmm. went and paid Stormy Daniels. So he's a thousand percent taking the bullet for his boss, which is why Trump now is losing it on his behalf. Right. Sort of a symbiotic relationship to cover each other's asses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, what I think is kind of funny is that in addition to him tweeting like a crazy person or like a, like the unhinged power mad maniac that he is, (laughs) is uh, he was supposed to go to South America for a diplomatic trip and he has now canceled it. Um, Apparently he just hates the trips because he's a lazy incompetent monster. Yes. I but, mean, is it bad know. that I'm kind of like good? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the last like, thing we please need is don't go him. make more problems. Just stay away from people you could offend. Yeah. But now he has uh, plenty of time to watch Fox news and get angry about investigations. Yes. Congratulations. I'm glad you get to be angry again about dumb shit. So the raid came less than a week after Trump publicly denied knowing about Cohen's $130,000 payment in 2016 to Daniels, who has claimed the money was meant to keep her quiet about an alleged affair she had with Trump in 2006. Of course, Stormy Daniels has also accused uh, Trump of sending thugs after her and threatening her daughter. Um, 
if you haven't read that excerpt, it's really creepy. Like she was coming out of a fitness class and she was in a garage trying to get to her car and a guy came up to her and she had her infant daughter with her, like in the carrier. Yeah. And the guy threatened her daughter, like really, really like mob style. Yeah. It's like, you really should think, think about not, you know, right. You got to nice baby. Shame if anything (laughs) happened to it. Literally like dialogue like that. It was bananas. So, um, you know, obviously people are wondering how, how deeply the investigation is going to look into, um, Michael Cohen and those kinds of, um, tactics, you know, like linking, um, which person to, to which strategy and if they can trace it back to Trump, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think like they've pretty much built a solid wall around Trump that will protect him from any kind of ramifications? I, I think this is definitely the most, the closest they've gotten yet. Yeah. And I think they're going to be able to get closer. The, I have this feeling where if we were living in a normal universe that <laughs> this case would they could successfully go after him that he's sure. too much of an idiot to uh to keep from getting caught but I think that we're just so through the looking glass that people will continue to go down and we'll just find ourselves waiting and hoping and waiting and hoping and then ultimately uh it just won't lead to anything Right, right. Um, Or he'll just be like, no, you can't arrest me. Shut up. I do wonder, because, like, obviously I'm a pessimist, so I don't think anything's going to happen to Trump, obvi. But I do, like, Mueller's definitely, I don't know, like, the Kushner stuff, the Michael Cohen stuff. I mean, I think Kushner's definitely going to jail. I Really? You think he's going to jail? I mean, I think he goes to jail eventually. Like, he is a... I mean, he's he comes from a family that's terrible at not getting arrested, right? Um, so I think eventually they'll they'll prove that he was doing something corrupt. Okay, yeah, I I think ultimately what's going to happen is uh, Kushner will step down mm-hmm. and say I need to spend time with my family yeah. <laughs> and like quietly back away from the White House. I'm sort of like. I think if anybody goes down, Kushner goes down. Yeah. But I'm also like not optimistic enough to think that that will happen. But I mean, Mueller is being very clever with this investigation. And anytime I'm like, anytime it feels like maybe it's not petering out, but we've plateaued, he tightens the noose a little more. And it's like, oh shit. Like, and he did. I mean, the, the fact that Rod Rosenstein, personally signed off on the the search of all of the you know all of cohen's records and like reading the level that of uh strictness that they had to reach just to to actually go and do that search right these people were very very careful about making sure that they're like oh yeah no you are you are real screwed like we got you yeah it very much feels like a mob style investigation yeah. where like you don't get these idiots on like really big spectacular charges. You right. get it's like death by a thousand cuts, yeah. you know? It it feels like that. And it's it's really well paced in the sense that he's not going for the big dramatic charges. Mm-hmm. It's it's more like, yeah, just getting them on the dumb shit they've done. Yeah. These people are bad at conspiracies. <laughs> They're so bad. They're so bad. They're so fucking inept. And like, as you said, if we lived in a rational universe, I would be like, well, people this stupid and this corrupt, certainly there would be consequences for it. But I no longer feel confident saying that. Yeah. Even if Mueller has the most brilliant investigation and prosecution in the world, I don't feel confident saying that. No. And I just, you know, you think, what are the consequences end up looking like? Have we already hollowed out our justice system for rich people in such a way that like, there's something meaningful that can be done. Also, this stuff is all about money. And if there's one thing I've learned from writing about campaign finance and people abusing campaign finance law, the public at large gives zero fucks Mm -hmm. about um, crimes that are financial. I mean, and I think we've saw that with the bailouts and, you know, the economy tanking in 2007. But it's really, really, it's going to be really hard to maintain public will for this to go all the way i think right right 
yeah that, that's what i'm afraid of um but before we go guys um was there anything in your own life that made you smile recently that made me smile recently other than um, rosie other who always makes me smile guys do you follow rosie on instagram you should yeah, at Rosa Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. She's real cute. Mm-hmm. Um, well, something that did make me smile, in addition to uh, I follow a elephant sanctuary in Kenya on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And so every day I, uh, Instagram and Twitter. So I find myself yeah, watching who? a lot of, it's Yashar Ali is always yes. tweeting them. Yes, yes, yes. And I watch those videos religiously when I need um when I need to feel good about things. Um, so there's that. And also I, for some reason, remembered the existence of um, the, the song from the first Spider-Man movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and it reminded me of how back in 2002, when that terrible, terrible Chad Kroger and whoever butt rock anthem uh, gave us, you know, Toby Maguire's angst. My sister and I used to call each other up and then just play the song over the phone uh, <laughs> at so like, unexpected times. So, you know, I was just thinking about how my sister's really funny. Um, she, her response to the Fox News video was, yes, all pandas. So, <laughs> you know, reach out and, and say hi to a loved one um, this week just to, you know, let it, you know. Right. Give that appreciation. Yeah. I love that as an answer. Uh, my answer is that it looks like by the end of this week, it might finally start getting fucking warm. Finally. In this city. Meredith, we got to go out, okay? I know. God. Okay? We have to be outside. We have to be outside. We have to, like, let's have a fucking picnic. Oh, my God. Let's go to fucking Prospect Park with Rosie and have <gasps> a picnic. That sounds amazing. How does Rosie do with other dogs, other little dogs? She tends to like them. Okay, because uh, my friend Kevin and Hillary have... I just made them one person. My friend Kevin and Hillary <laughs> have a dog, uh, Jits, mm-hmm. who's a very adorable little dog. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I would die from happiness if they met and became friends. I mean, I think that she'd probably enjoy... Okay, they live right by Prospect Park, so I'm like, ooh, let's all have a picnic. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah, uh, I just want to, like, go to the fucking beach. I want to... Ugh, it'd be great. I, mean, I have I'm a beach see- tent now to protect me <gasps> from the sun, which yeah. is trying to kill me. Um. Oh, yeah, also, uh, something that's making me happy is that I am going to Miami on yeah, you are. Like, in a few days for a quick little getaway. So I will be in the sun eating Cuban food and Ugh, drinking a margarita bless, like pretty bless. soon. I was talking to Chloe and Rachel and like our big, when it's really nice in the city, we go to the village and we drink margaritas outside. And I was oh. like, guys, we get to do that soon. And they were like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's time. It's time. And then what else am I really happy about right now? Um, there's just like a lot of good stuff I'm watching. Legion is back and it's great. I got to get back on my Legion. I Uh, love that first season. It's so good. You you know what? I have such weird taste in TV. It didn't even occur to me that people might not like Legion. Hmm. So I saw a lot of people recommending it, but also with the caveat, I don't know if it's good or bad. I just can't stop watching it. Yeah. And I'm like, See, I'm so in the camp of this is brilliant yeah. that it never even occurred to me that I was like, oh, could people not like this? <laughs> so I'm like, it's objectively good, right? But I felt that way about Twin Peaks, too, and some people don't like Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those people are just wrong, though. They're just I mean, wrong, yeah. I mean, to me, that's also, I talked about this when um, Chloe and Rachel were hosting. To me, that's when The Leftovers got really good, where yeah. I was like, this feels like Twin Peaks right now. So, guys, there's just a lot of good stuff to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I'm very happy because I am having a, (laughs) this is going to sound weird, I'm very happy because I'm having a rough time right now. Um, It's looking like I might have to move and and a bunch of crazy stuff, maybe seek out gainful employment. (sighs) I'm still going to keep doing the show for as long as I can, but I'm just very thankful for all of the support I do have from you guys. So if you haven't done so already maybe consider becoming a member at lighttreason.news for as little as $5 a month. It is absolutely worth it, folks. Thank you. Or a one-time donation. You can support the show. Um, also, I have a Patreon where you can throw a couple dollars at if, if, the, mood, uh, if the mood strikes you. And yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful because like, as shitty as stuff got, you know whenever things get really bad, you're also 
reminded of all of the the great supportive people you have in yeah. your life and like man my, my people rallied they were like really behind me and like my family is awesome and yeah. I was like no matter how shitty stuff gets like I'm so lucky I have a support system yeah and people same. who stand by me yeah yeah um yeah guys so please follow Meredith on Twitter yep Meredith L. Clark. Yep. Please follow Rosie on Instagram. Yep. Uh, really quick before we go, you got any quick Rosie stories? What's she been up to? Um, she has been, uh, she continues to do her favorite thing, which is whenever we have to go for a walk and I grab the leash, she decides that it's time to run as far, as fast as she can the length of my apartment and then come back. <laughs> just like take a quick joy lap? Yeah, she just does it. <laughs> and she'll do it for a while. And I, I, I always enjoy making that happen. Um, but, you know, just imagine with the advent of spring bringing her out. Aww. And that means I will be taking her on the subway with me in her bag. She has a bag. Oh, you're she, one of those people. I she love has a it. bag and I put her in the bag and she just sits there and she pants and she tries to say hi to everyone. Oh. Guys, um, I know yeah. I've said this before, but I went with Meredith one time when she was walking Rosie. <laughs> Rosie's like the mayor of the fucking neighborhood. Like people come out of bars and restaurants to say hello to her. It's true. There is a, a whole family of, of children who have known her since she was a real little puppy. <sighs> including one little boy who was three or four when he met Rosie and uh, was afraid of dogs because he had been Aww. bitten by a neighbor dog. And over the course of several months, he got comfortable with her. And now whenever he sees her, he and his siblings shout from like down the block, oh. it's Rosie. Oh and then God. they run as fast as they can. And she cry. just like flops down <laughs> and then flops onto her back and they just all pet her at the same time. Oh. And there's like three kids like yeah, making I, her feel I loved. I missed her puppy phase and like guys she's so cute as like a fully grown she's fully grown now yeah she's fully grown uh corgi but oh my god you posted a photo of her when she was like a baby and i was like this is crazy it is like actually almost physically painful how yes. cute she was oh my god if you think corgis are cute check out corgi puppies it's like <laughs> insane all right follow rosie follow meredith um like i said if you have some disposable income and you are liking the show and you want to keep it going guys i'm trying i'll do everything in my power until they pry the the sound system from my cold <laughs> dead hands. i'm trying i'll try to stick with you as long as i can but you know what your girl's got to eat too i got to pay rent i got to do what i got to do you know so if you want to keep it going Now's the time. Also, if you're already a member and you're like, Allison, I'm already a member. What else can I do? Go to iTunes. Subscribe and review us. And you're probably subscribed, but review us. I'm hoping we can get to like 100 reviews soon. Mm -hmm. um, in case you don't know, that's just a great way for more people to see the show because then hopefully we can get on the new and noteworthy chart and stuff like that. So it actually it really does help. I know it might not seem like a big deal, but it's a huge deal. And it doesn't have to be long. You don't have to not make it into all. a huge thing. You can just say, I love Allison and she's so great. And then, you know, yeah, five star you, it. If you want to write anything, I think you can just give five stars. But yeah, if you want to write a nice little message. Oh, God. I do need that as well. When I wake up and people are saying nice things <laughs> to me, like what's happening? It doesn't happen a lot on the internet, guys, especially when you talk about what I talk about. But yeah, uh, I'm also, uh, the show is also on Instagram. I don't promote that enough, but follow us everywhere. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And yeah, thank you for listening. And guys, while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. 